How's it going, you guys? Welcome back to episode three of Balcony Banzer. The show only for top-rated assassins <laughs> in, uh, in the world, I guess. I don't remember. I, I'm just trying to make a normal heroes reference. I was, I, was, I, was, I was waiting for the... Yeah, exactly. Oh, so juicy. <laughs> Uh, this week, we are joined by our good friend, Dougie. How's it going, guys? Great to have you here. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here, man. Oh, man. No, it's, uh, it's exciting. Some of you from last week might have remembered one or two mentions, I think, of Dougie. I, they were very much in passing. I don't think there was much detail given. I don't think they're, they're really... I don't think most people know what they're in for, unless yeah. they, they know about you to begin yeah. with. The infamous <laughs> of a loose cannon, what can I tell you? <laughs> <laughs> Likes to have a good time. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that, though. It's a, a very welcome... It's uh, Friday. Why not? Yeah. Exactly. It's always, it's always Friday on the balcony. Um, <laughs> except great. for the inevitable... I like that, yeah. It's Well, and it's true, because that's always the day that we record. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's I say it's always going to be true, but then there's going to come a day where we're not going to record on a yeah. Friday, and I'm going to feel like we're... A legacy. We've, bro- we've broken some sort of long-standing tradition, but... Yeah, we'll still have a good time. That's really what matters. That and yeah. you know It's Friday on the balcony. Exactly. You're you're very right about that, Bees. Even if the calendar doesn't say Friday. It's Friday in our hearts. You know, balcony. So it's always Friday somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um But yeah, it's uh it's the end of another week and uh yeah, what's what's been happening with you boys? How's it been going? Um it's been a pretty interesting week. Well, maybe I shouldn't say interesting. Not a whole lot's happened, but uh, we had to drop uh, a client Ooh. at my work. Ooh. I don't want to get into details because you never know with names and yeah, stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. But yeah, so, but... they just kind of ignored us for a bit. And then my bosses, I don't know, they talked and. Done. Not having it. Exactly. Not happening. Oh, we're we're still trucking along where I'm at with the same the same stuff as we have been for a bit, but I it's just this week's been pretty uneventful. It's been just another kind of just getting through the week, nice, and uh, nice. yeah, there's no there's not a whole lot really to, to sort of say. I've been excited about some stuff like in terms of like the new as that kind of let off the episode. Oh. The, no more heroes one and two getting out on this the nintendo switch which i'm it's incredibly excited i'm juicing for. for it i can't wait to get deep into the no more heroes talk um oh. would you guys mind explaining that to me uh, uh, no more heroes <laughs> oh, that, i'm guessing yeah. i know it's a game but like my tlbr would be yeah it was a game for the wii and it's just oh wii okay that's yeah exactly and it's uh it's sword play so you're swiping the wii oh con, that'd be right? fun and it's uh, the whole premise of it is, it's just there's eleven assassins, like the top ranked <laughs> assassins, and you're number eleven, and you're working your way up, and it's great. Oh, like, okay. It's not like a oh you're stealthing around the shadows. It's like you're coming out with your laser sword and chopping them in twain. That's pretty cool. Oh yeah, it's, it's very raucous. It's very anime inspired. It's Super the main, anime. The main character is Travis Touchdown, is his name, and he's <laughs> styled after Johnny oh, Knoxville, like actually from. Uh, wow, um, that's a fact. Jackass, Jesus fuck, really? I had a hard time thinking about that's a new fact for me. Yeah, um, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, and his whole character is he's like a fucking like big anime weeb who also is really into yeah. pro wrestling. But it's oh yeah, he loves that's that's a big part of it. Actually, I forgot that. Yeah. It's a whole thing you like collect like different wrestling moves and learn through the games and stuff. But they they put out two for the Switch, and the or not two, or they're on the Switch now. Two for the Wii, uh, but there's a third one coming for the Switch. Uh, oh, like it's not remake. Right. It's like the actual like yeah, a third, brand new one. The, the first two are just uh, like port, like new yeah. ports and stuff. Although I hear they they're, they're definitive, well. man. They're great. They're super smooth. I've never seen a game load this fast on the Switch. Like that's oh, really? my only issue with Switch I, is that oh, it's so loading you, time. You have them now. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I, I literally, uh, Dingo says, they're up, and I'm clicking by on the No More Heroes <laughs> one page. I did, I was actually such a rookie when that other No More Heroes game uh, came out earlier this year that's like a top-down type game. Oh, yeah, yeah. I heard No More Heroes, bought it. Didn't even watch the trailer. <laughs> nice. Should have watched the trailer. So these uh, ones I'm well, pretty excited about. That was the thing, because that one kind of, I think there were some marketing issues with that, because I think a lot of people thought it was going to be done. Cause, so basically, okay. Go back to, like, square one. The main creator of No More Heroes is, like, this auteur game director from Japan, uh, Suda51. Okay. And I think the 51, if I remember correctly, comes from, like, his um, 
first or last name, whichever. Um, which I think it, it, if it's like a wordplay thing in Japan, it basically could be like the way it's spelled could be taken to mean fifty one. Okay. So that or something along those lines. I could be completely fucking wrong. I, I don't remember. It was something along those lines, though. <laughs> he basically has, has his studio, Grasshopper Manufacture. They make some. Not always the best games, but they make very interesting and unique games. They super unique. Well, they they really made a name for themselves during the PS2 era with a game called Killer Seven, which I actually haven't played. Although it's one that I've been meaning to sit down and play, especially somebody who likes to go back and play some older games now and then. Um, but No More Heroes was also another one that really kind of helped them like really boost their profile and stuff. But since then, they've done games like Well, Shadows of the Damned. Um, which was not exactly what they were trying to make, but they it, it was okay. Uh, but there was also Killer is Dead, which was another assassin-y really cool... sort of, but it's very neo uh, vibe, right? It's yeah, very, it's, it's very cool. It's very it's got a very different vibe, but it is still very cool. And there's a lot. I mean, it's it's a lot of the plots in in these games are very like kind of out there and convoluted and weird, and but it's not really the reason you play it. It's it's like they're so they're always in all their their games like everyone the grasshopper manufacturer makes so much style okay and it's like once once we're done recording today i will show you these the the new trailer for uh no more heroes 3 okay and actually if you haven't seen it i don't know have you seen any of the trailers for I, watched, yet? I, I was so hyped about the one and two remix i watched those bottom didn't watch the three Wait, no no, no <laughs> but the, there, there was there's been a trailer that's been out for a bit that shows like the story and stuff it's I'll, watch it 100%. I'll be done well, watch that. The, the, I'll, I'll tell you at least the premise of it right now, just to kind of get see. I'm curious to see your, like your okay, initial hype. Mm-hmm. Basically, they set up this whole story where there's like some dude who like it's basically kind of like a ripoff of ET. Like he helps like okay. an alien and like in the past, whatever. But then like a bunch of years later, he's like basically uh, this dude is like you know this big wealthy CEO, whatever. And then the alien dude comes back, but he comes back with his gang of like other like really like terrible like alien menaces and they're like okay cool superheroes are a big thing right now we're gonna be superheroes we're just gonna fucking like destroy Ah, the earth and make it our thing so now the new game is basically travis has to like you know climb the superhero rankings and defeat the the crazy alien villains and shit i love it oh man it looks bonkers but i'll just check it out did you see the gameplay trailer that they put out for three though? Oh no! Oh, oh, no. oh no, no, no! That's that's the one. Like the story one, I want to show you just because it's, it's it's wild and like it's cool. Exactly. Yeah. The gameplay one though, it's to crazy, see eh? to see like the, the how um, updated the graphics are for the Switch nice. for that oh, kind of game. Good it looks yeah. so awesome. fucking fresh. Wow. Yeah, oh like, my god! Replay one, my instant thought was. Oh, wow, this is pretty old. <laughs> like, was I thing. love it, I love it. It's so good, but I'm immediately like, huh. Yeah, they're <laughs> not, not, they're not to recent say, games. Just, wow. Yep. But yeah. Brings back the, what's it called? Uh, memories? Oh, the memories. The, it, well, it, it was like... Uh, you Nostalgia, know, that's it. There that's we go. That's the I'm looking for. Yeah, you know that meme with the Tomb Raider, and she's oh. got like triangle boobs? Yeah. It's it's not that bad, but it's getting there. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> for Wii era too it was crazy in my mind Wii era was just top notch but yeah but uh, here uh, we are she's definitely a bit older um yeah it was definitely one of the standouts on the Wii for me actually one that I would like to see um ported onto the Switch in a similar way though I very much do we will because I think the, the there's there's not a call following for this game the same way there is for No More Heroes but it was one I played around the same time and it, it reminded me of it in an interesting way it was one called Mad World Okay. Not sure yeah. what it is. It was this whole thing where I think you were like some dude who was like, I don't remember exactly how it worked. I think I think it was like almost like a televised like TV thing of like uh, like prisoners and shit like killing each other like uh-huh. on live TV or something okay. like that. But it was a whole similar idea of you like like running around hack and slash kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You just fucking dudes up, whatever. But it had this really really cool like stylized like black and white aesthetic and everything like oh, that nice. with like I think oh, I want to say like cell shading effects but i could be talking on my yeah, ass with that fact it's been uh, quite a long time but there was a whole like mechanic around like getting like style kills and shit like that so it was about nice. like using things from the environment and like stacking things together that's to try and like cool. get cool. like more and more creative kills and get more and more points for it and stuff it was it was neat um yeah, you don't see a lot of games nowadays rewarding players for getting like really creative like with that kind exactly. of exactly i fully agree with kills yeah. and stuff it's 
I'm sort of going on a tangent here, but that's I'm into role playing games a lot right now, and that's one of the things I love about them is mm-hmm. I love running a super do what you want. Like if there's a cool way you want to solve this puzzle, do it. Like it's such a cool experience that you don't get from video games exactly that much. Oh yeah, well that's why I love. I mean, like that's okay. So to to go even further into that tabletop role playing tangent. Um, we have that uh, weekly game. Well, oh, I shouldn't yeah. say weekly game. It's, 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 it's not weekly. It's basically weekly. Um, <laughs> it's whatever it ends up being. <laughs> uh, for that system, uh, Blades in the Dark, that our buddy, yep. uh, our one buddy runs. And um, hopefully we'll have him on the podcast at some point too, actually. Radio that voice. Ooh. Oh, he's got such a radio voice. Oh, absolutely. So well, I, <laughs> I, I was actually, because there was some discussion in our Discord. We had Zoo, of course, the, the uh, lovely gentleman who provides our, our music for the show, um, where he was talking about the last session that we had, which oh, yeah. I was, I was going to get into a little bit more. Um, but basically, because uh, there was that character that uh, our GM, this this other friend of ours that we're referring to, he... Uh, <laughs> he voiced that character, which he had a voice that was like, uh, I don't know how to. Play. It was it, like British, but it was like a well, frog. Like it, it was like um, uh, Australian. Somebody maybe? said like crazy. somebody said it was something like uh, like Mad Camp Counselor vibes, yeah. which was was <laughs> definitely there, but with more like uh, if you really mixed in like really heavy influences from like Goofy from like the Disney oh you're shit. right it was Goofy like. Yeah. He really goes all in with the voices. It's great. Oh, he really does. He he goes that extra mile for sure. And it, it adds a lot. But yeah, I, I, I low-key was going to joke about having him introduce the podcast episode <laughs> he's on <laughs> with that voice. Uh, which, I mean, who knows? You'll you'll know the episode he's on exactly. if you hear that at the oh, beginning. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, because like we had... Like that session, like the, the the degree of player agency you get with those kinds of games, I think is really what add, like makes them so valuable. Because yep. we had that session, and for those who don't know, um, Blades in the Dark is a system. Because like, unlike D anD D, which is very just like, oh, you know, you're a group of fantasy heroes in you know, a fantasy world. Blades is a system built more around having a group of characters as like basically like criminal members of some sort of crew right and the whole idea is that you guys are basically taking under some sort of criminal enterprise and is basically selling uh illicit blood (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's pretty suspect as as drugs it's uh i i won't as a slushy specifically well yeah that that now too which was the the whole subject of that last session but that was what i found like is such a cool example of why that kind of game can be just really wild because we just sort of we found that lead and we followed up on it and then we got this crazy thing that definitely wasn't planned for <laughs> well exactly because the whole thing was we were basically we had a new lead it's sort of super tame where it's like we just we've had a new lead of a way to sell our product to some other people but then in the process we found out through roles and stuff that the gm had made and roles that we had made that oh there's actually like a mole in our organization. And it was, again, very tame beforehand. There were no real issues or complications, but because of like character motivations, it became super violent and had us basically storming a building, tearing it apart. And uh, (laughs) some, someone, I'm not going to name names, almost got someone else shot. And (laughs) hard to say it was, uh, it was was really great. Um, and hopefully at some point in the future, actually before we started recording, I was talking a bit with Dougie about this bees, but we should we should have uh, Dougie come on and we record doing like a, a one shot uh, tabletop RPG yeah. session of some sort, maybe Troika or some other. Yeah, that'd yeah, be fun. Ooh, I uh, that could be a very good time. I love a D and I love mm-hmm. them all. Haven't played a whole lot of those. I was gonna say, what was your like? What have you played bees? What? Uh... Uh, of this uh, like style of gaming, I played uh, like one online with you guys on Discord a little bit ago. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, we like attempted one not uh, a long time ago, but never finished it. That's it. Cool. Interesting. But yeah, what else, Dougie, um, has been going on with your week, and what what are what are you excited for? What have you been getting into? Looking forward to this weekend. So I'll tell you, a big, big thing for me this week is uh, I've been looking to buy a house that hasn't been going well. So instead, I said, fuck it, going to buy some new furniture. <laughs> so got a new couch. <laughs> nice. We uh, The couch we had, we've had since like 
college, so we... Oh, duper an upgrade. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was like, you know, kind of a scratch, and it's stuff falling out of it. It's a fold-out couch, so at its best, it's still half bed and not full couch. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was just exactly time for an upgrade, so we got a sectional. So that's pretty cool. I, I quite enjoy sectionals. Well, the, I find those are really comfy, honestly. I'll tell you the craziest thing I never thought of my whole life. I'm buying the sectional, right? And it's like, do you want the extended, you know, spot where you can lay hmm. on the right or the left? No matter what you pick there, at some point, that's going to be the wrong one, right? Like, at some point, you're going to move your living room around and you're going to be like, huh, really wish I got that on the other side. So, didn't matter. Flipped a coin, got the left-sided one. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that was my big news this week. That was a good week for me. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, always good. it's always nice when you get um, new stuff like that. And can, like, I mean, the, the couch I got here at this apartment, is I'm getting pretty tired of it. It's, I mean, this couch has been, like, in my family for quite a few years. Like, some of my parents passed down to me when I moved out. Exactly. And it's getting pretty rough at this point. <laughs> the boards are, I mean, I... Reliable though. I'm a little. I'm a little. Yeah, she's still holding us up. Exactly. Oh, I don't know. Sure, her days are. <laughs> I don't here, know. Though, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, she she gets the job done for the time being. She anyway, catches. So. so bees, I've been wondering, man. I've been listening for a few episodes, and you do graphic design work. I remember. Yes, right? I do. So, what sort of stuff do you do? Do you like uh, do a logo, or do you do like signs, or do you do like online branding, sort of? Um. Well, at the moment, uh, the company I'm working for, I just mostly do, like, social media posts. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Nothing really special, honestly. Like, sometimes, it's really whatever the client needs. So, like, if they need a logo do- done, I'll do that. Oh, it's but, very cool, man. Yeah, thank you. But um, it's mostly, at the, t- at the moment, social media posts. Nice. But I think uh, when time goes on, I'll, I'll be able to do, like, logos, like, bigger things. Nice, nice. Especially probably during, because it's, it's COVID, air quotes. Yeah. It's always going to be COVID. It oh, feels yeah. like. <laughs> but, yeah, that's probably the thing is people are ramping up. I bet they're online marketing, and they want that social media yep. presence. That's nice, the whole, man. That's the whole point of the company I'm working for. Really? It's no It's just way. to, like, help smaller businesses. That's awesome. Like, build uh, their online presence. That's very cool. <laughs> what, uh, you been listening to anything lately? Uh, honestly, I've been on a bit of a Juice World kick lately. No way. Yeah. I've uh, only ever heard him. I think, on one Chance probably... the Rapper song or something. Oh, uh, okay. And that's it. Never really listened to him. Huh. Uh, Recommended? Uh, his la- his newest stuff uh, that came out after he died, uh, I think it's pretty good. Okay, nice. Um, He's definitely a couple of hits on there. There's one by Marshmallow, or he features Marshmallow as well. Nice, nice. Amazing. Really? Okay, oh, excellent. Yeah. I find, with, at least with Marshmallow, when he's by himself, not the biggest fan, but uh, when he collabs with people, oh man, some top-tier songs are made. I, uh, what's his name? Lucas Joyner. I also think that about, I really like him on many features. I listen to him alone, and I'm like, I can take him and leave him. Hmm. <laughs> nice. I've been listening, actually, the last couple days, specifically. I got in, so, and, and to kind of, I mean... I don't want to talk. To, I, mean, I guess we could talk more about Halloween. Halloween is tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. It, it just it feels a little cheap to me on the third episode to be like, it's we're Halloween. We're doing a we're doing a special episode. We've earned this. No, uh, but um, specifically the last year, have either of you guys heard of a group called Clipping? No, I haven't. You linked me one Clipping song, and I've listened to it. Love it. <laughs> All right. Well, and actually, it was probably from the same album last year because. They're they're kind of like a, a bit more of like experimental kind of like underground hip hop I guess kind okay. of group. Um, so they get a bit out there with their sound and stuff. But they last year they put out an album called "Their Existence: Addiction to Blood," which was them kind of delving into like what was generally referred to as like horror core. So really? it's okay. like horror okay. theme, kind of like rap music. I think this track I would have sent you probably would have been um, shit. I can't think of the name of it now. Um, one of their heavier songs? No, what? No, it's definitely one of their biggest ones, though. Oh, now, um, fuck me. Nothing is safe. Nothing is safe, which is uh, a really cool track because it's it, like there's some sort of like like I guess you say there's like some trap sort of like inspired production around it too, but in particular, like it really borrows heavily from like old horror movie soundtracks, particularly like John Carpenter and shit like that. So like think like uh, like Halloween. The original Halloween soundtrack. Oh, okay. Like it's just got this very like Some spooky kind of like, like 
production that kind of builds up as it goes. But um, David Diggs, the rapper of the group, who actually does all the rapping on top of the production that the other guys do, I forget their names right now. Not a huge music nerd. But uh, <laughs> I'll just put that out there to sort of cover my own ass as I stumble around uh, explaining this. But um, alcohol is involved. That's my other uh, uh, cover there, too. Oh, yeah. I've got <laughs> uh, yeah, anyways, he is, David Diggs, anyways, really, really great rapper. Um, but he basically, on this track, goes over this like, really sort of like harrowing tale of like basically like dudes in like. Uh, like a trap house kind of thing, like selling drugs, but they're they're all kind of like working away and stuff like that. But it's everything's kind of peaceful and quiet. But there's like a bit of tension or something that feels off, and then it eventually builds this whole thing of like suddenly there's a gunshot and one dude's down, and they're like okay. buckling down, and then suddenly it's just everything's getting ripped apart. It's kind of like in this kind moment of, of like wow. the dude dying, like basically reflecting on like how he got into this crew, and you know fell into this lifestyle and how it's basically like in the whole track, like the whole refrain to and the whole title of it, nothing is safe is basically this, this whole reflection on how like, like, like death's going to come for you. There's nothing that's going to save you. Like you're, you're, you're fucked basically. (laughs) And it's all, it's absolutely excellent track, but that album like gets really out there with the sound and stuff. And there's like some really abrasive, like aspects to like the audio production and stuff on that album. Like there's one track on it called piano burning, which is literally just recorded audio of a piano burning for nice. several minutes. Uh, <laughs> Not any music being played on. It's literally just the piano. Yeah, fire. it's literally just the sound of that, and it's it's weird. But it's like it's not a track I would necessarily listen to as much off of that. But just to give you an idea of how it can get. But they recently put out another album as a follow up to that called uh, "Visions of Bodies Being Burned," which is. I don't remember the the artist of the album that's referenced to, but it's it's taken from another um, like oh, wow. hip hop song basically, which they sample in the the like really big single for that album, uh, "Say the Name," which is basically referring to a line from that song that they repeat over for the chorus, which is uh, "Candlesticks in the dark, visions of bodies being burned," and it just Holy repeats cow. that over. Yeah, it's all well, it's <laughs> both albums. It's super great, especially for like Halloween and that sort of like horror atmosphere. Oh, it's choice. I play it on here, but I worry about copyright issues and shit. So I won't. Yeah, but, nowadays. I don't know, man. What else have I really been listening to lately? What about what about you? What else have you been listening to aside from why well, you mentioned Lucas Joyner? The sword. The sword. Oh yeah. On Lee. I have the sword on twenty four hour playlist. Oh really? Absolutely oh, crazy. I cannot believe how much I like every one of their songs. Man. I actually, I'll say, I forgot that you had mentioned that recently, and that's that's such a good thing too. Cause like, I fucking, I love the sort of zoos on. Like, I know they're kind of cheesy. Yeah, I'm cr- they I'm are, but that's the point. Them. That's what's Trey so good. Bruja, Three Witches is the greatest song I think I've heard in years. <laughs> my favorite, oh. like one of my favorite albums. I almost think ever at this point because of how it's been quite a few years since I first heard. It, I still love it. Is their album Apocryphon? Oh yeah, I fucking love that. Um, Cloak of Feathers, absolute fucking banger. Is Freja, whatever I can't pronounce it. Is that one on there too? I think that's a different album, but it's it's still a very similar style to the stuff they were doing on Apocryphon. What kind of music do these guys make? They do uh, like a melodic hardcore. Is I guess the words I would put together to a, to an extent. Like, like I, I would okay. almost call it like stoner or doom rock to a point too. They're almost. different yeah. for me personally from doom rock. I find because doom rock I find really sludgy. If I had to no. use a word, and these guys are so clean. That's what uh, I really that, love about. That's them. the thing. But like lyrically and everything else, and even some of the True. aspects of some of the riffing and stuff too, does still kind of fall into. They tend to get lumped into that, but I do agree with what you're saying though. They're not quite in that same league, but. Um, the Hidden Masters is also another one that I absolutely love because that song starts nice, out so yeah. ni- so nice. It's nice, very chill, kind of like groovy, like instrumental that just slowly builds up and more instrumentation nice. comes in, and then it just drops in hard. It's just this whole thing of you know basically like the world, like the omens of the end times are coming, mm-hmm. and like you know no- nothing you have can protect you from the Hidden Masters. And, it's it's super cheesy, but it's oh it's talking fucking... cheesy. Dragon Force, I'm all over Dragon Force too, man. <laughs> oh, I love classic. I love that powerful metal. I power metal. I can't. I'm so addicted to it. 
Have you ever listened to Three Inches of Blood? I've known the band name Three Inches of Blood forever. Never listened to it. If you're if you're into that shit, you like I gotta send you a link to a song, Deadly Sinners. You'll fucking love it. Okay, I'm in. Do you guys um, know Cannibal Corpse? I do. Know I know Cannibal, Cannibal Corpse. Corpse. I don't know Cannibal I know Corpse. I know a few songs well. I like from them. I don't I, uh, know them. I just I saw them at Rockfest back nice. in 2016. And my God, what a, a lot. show! Well, it was yeah. a lot. It was quite a lot. What uh, would you say? Like I've seen some bands loud, and they more than anything, they're just loud. And then sometimes you see them, and they're really put on a show. What were, what was Camel Corpse like? Um, it was hard for me to relate because like uh, I'm not the biggest fan of like that genre of metal. Yep. Or really just metal in general. I'm more of like a just rock guy. Uh, but it, it was really just like loud, and yeah. it was honestly for me it was hard to understand. Not oh, gonna no, lie. Okay, like, I, uh, same, I was at uh, Mayhem in Toronto a few years ago. I think it was like 2014, 2015. And, uh, yeah, there's this one band, you know, they weren't a big headline or anything. I don't remember what their name was, but they were just loud. Like, you would not know if they were playing music or just <laughs> strumming like crazy because it was so loud. And, I don't know, that doesn't do it for me. I feel like a really big uh, maybe pleb isn't the right word, but kind of. <laughs> like, when it comes to, like, concert shit, like, I really haven't been to much. Like, when I was a lot younger, I was at some sort of music festival that was playing around, like, when I lived in Manitoba at the time with uh, my family and stuff there. We had went. I, like, I saw some bigger bands play there. Like, I think I saw, like, Headley, I think, and I can't remember cool. who else. There there were a few other bigger acts they had on, like, on those days, but the shit that some of it I was definitely more into at the time, but, like, yeah, I... I don't remember that a whole lot, but that was really kind of like one of the only times, really. But like the only time I've ever even been to see anything like like a metal performance or anything was actually seeing JC and his band Basilisk. Basilisk. Um, yeah, it's it's something I want to check out more though. Like I want to get more of that concert experience. Like it'd be it'd be cool. It's, so do I. I haven't been to a. I don't really go to a whole lot of concerts. Like like I said, I've been to Rockfest twenty sixteen. I saw Billy Talent in Montreal one That's time. That's super cool. That's very cool. That was a, that was a cool show. That, that was a great cool. show. Uh, but yeah, besides those two, like a few local shows, that's really it. Nice. I, I uh, want to, but yeah, with COVID, that's a thing. can't yeah, really. It's, oh, it's like any dreams you might have temporarily yeah, shattered. Exactly. Done for now. That's uh, I've honestly one of my favorite things is when smaller bands that you like come, like uh, you know Eminem. Love Eminem. Here's the thing, though. Eminem plays in Toronto. You're looking at three hundred dollars for yep. tickets. Oh, yeah. Aesop Rock, love Aesop Rock. He plays in Toronto. Got tickets, fifty bucks. Nice. And that's one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. And it was just yeah, yeah. fifty bucks general admission. One of the greatest shows I've ever seen. Yeah, it's that does sound like it'd be a cool performance to go yeah. see. You like I don't know, if the sword would ever come around this area, I, maybe they probably don't. But oh. if they did, I would think that would be an affordable <laughs> show. Like that's not a crazy tier, right? If the sword ever comes, I'm fucking going yeah, to watch that. That would be, that be amazing. Greatest show I've ever seen. It was a uh, Twisted Sister at Rockfest 2016. Oh, that shit. It was awesome. their last show in Canada. Really? Yep, wow. it was their last wow. show in Canada because like, they were getting really up there. Wild. Exactly. So, oh my god, it was just amazing. That would be crazy. It was a great show. That would be really nuts. Just man. them playing their classics, and like I could feel like they were really putting an effort to it. Exactly, it like was, you could tell they amazing. were playing their hearts out. Like, oh, that's so cool. I'm not sure how many shows they had left in the states, but in Canada at least, yeah, that was their last one. Wow, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. This one Slipknot show I was at one time. One of my my literal number two best <laughs> concert was. It was with my friend from high school, uh, and they do this thing because you know they're pretty heavy Slipknot and. They do this thing where they're like, okay, everyone get on the ground, get on the ground. And uh, <laughs> he does this whole, you know, the guitar just starts chugging along really rhythmically. And he's like, uh, I'm going to say jump the fuck up. You guys are all going to jump up. And it's, it's just crazy. Like the drummer starts hammering and the bassist starts going and then the guitar guys. And then it's just crazy. He's like, three, two, one, jump the fuck up. And like 50,000. Oh, man. That's a huge line. That'd be like amazing. 4,000. But everyone in the whole stadium <laughs> at the same time. It, it was feels so like cool. 50,000, but still. Yeah, yeah it was that'd insane. Be amazing. Like that one moment, such a cool moment. Just seeing that many people uh, feel it. Just that's your, you're really oh, in it. Oh, that was cool. That'd be cool. I mean, it's it's one of those things too. Like, you know, show like that you hear about people on like mosh pits and stuff like that. And like, 
a part of me is like, I want to check that out for the experience, but like, I don't know, that sounds like it'd be brutal. As fuck oh, it's so funny you love it. It's so funny you love it, man. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, oh, I got too many concert stories. <laughs> Went to a Cohen and Cambria concert last year with my friend. That would be like a 40 year old too. dad, so I don't know. Like, I'm going, I'm moshing, but that'd, I didn't know cool. if he was gonna mosh. And we get in there, and he's first one into the mosh pit, moshing around. Like, it's so cool. It's so nice. You get in there, and like, someone falls down, and everyone stops, and like, oh, hey, hey, are you okay? And That's then a, you start moshing again. That is the one thing I do, I really appreciate, and never ex- would have expected in mosh pit. It's so like, cool. It's right? like the camaraderie. Yeah, like, someone falls down, like, you, everyone knows they could get trampled. Stop. Exactly. Just pick them up. And we're good. Like, you cool? You okay? Okay, you're okay. Here we go. Back at it. Yeah, I it's mean, very that, friendly. That is definitely, like, something I've heard, too. Like, around, like, metal scenes, the way that, like, a lot of people are, like, actually pretty chill. Like, exactly. Despite how, like, brutal and aggressive some of the music can be, like, the people involved in it. I mean, like, even, even to that extent, like, that really rings true with JC as well. Because, like, I mean, he... He, he, like, I still remember one of the first things, like, interactions we had. It's, it's funny how much we're talking about JC this episode. Like, the episode we have to have. He's fresh. He is, um, yeah, he's fresh. But, no, like, one of the, one of the first experiences I remember having with him in, in college was, like, um, he was, like, up. It was, it was, I remember what fucking class it was because he was up at the front. And it was, like, we all had to, like, talk a little bit about ourselves. And JC was talking about how he's like, oh yeah, I really like metal and like the, oh, yeah. Yeah, the brutality and like all this. Yeah, the long hair and the real long beard at the time and stuff. Jean jacket. Yeah, like he, he, he's fully the guy. He really? looks like a oh, metal yeah. head. Oh. Like he he had the whole look down and everything. And like you really think like especially with how tall and big a guy he is, like like you remember he's like he's he's not oh, a yeah. small dude. Oh no. He he could be pretty intimidating looking. Um but yeah, like especially back then with the, the hair, and it's crazy, back. right? Like, he but he's—he is like one of the sweetest, kindest he's guys that I know. Stupid. He, I would say, he's kind-hearted to a fault. It's he's, crazy yeah. how like really he's, just good he is. He's such a big sweetheart. I love the man so much. But yeah, like it's—it's it's just like that right there is like such a, a, a proof to that point. But. um Oh, I'm not sure what the point. I was really trying yeah, to make. You're there for the mutual stuff. love of being there in the music, and it's such a yeah. like you're not there to be cool. Like you're not going to see you know the hip band to be cool and like oh I got to go see the show. You're going because you like I know every song that Coheed and Cambry has made in the last ten years. I listen to all their albums. Like you're going because you really want to be there with those smaller artists. Very especially metal artists too. I find. I don't know where I was going. I had to find something about it, but it's who knows. <laughs> yeah, a lot of my friends are in Mel. They could like tell they could tell me stories forever about like their concert experiences because they've been to like Warp Tour. They've gone to like so many concerts. Yeah. Now, those va- like Warp Tour, such a good value. I wish I had gone to Warp Tour. It's like now it's COVID. Who knows? But I well, really they, wish I had done well, more of those big they stopped concert shows. In Canada. I was gonna say I think Warp Tour was like on the downtrend anyway. Like that kind of thing was like my dream. Even. No, <laughs> in Canada yeah. it's done, but um, and I think in the states are still doing. Well, not now, but, exactly. but they were still doing it. I like I I'm not one to say for sure. Like I don't know exactly, but I know even before the COVID stuff, I had seen videos like talking about how it was on the downtrend and if yeah. like if it needed to still be around, kind of thing, or or this or that. And, um, yeah, it's I don't know. I I think it's just one of those things that changes with like the way the music industry has shifted in such a way with things like Spotify. Yeah. And, it's you know, so accessible it's, now. It's streaming. Oh, yeah. Now. Um, what about, uh, you been playing any new games, watching anything in terms of, like, ser- TV or movies or anything like that? Like, series or whatnot? Yeah, so for watching, playing No More Heroes, but we talked about that. Uh, but for watching, I, uh, recently, I've sort of been on the, on the downtrend of it, but recently I was looking for a good anime, or not anime, fantasy series, just a real, like a classic high okay. fantasy, you know, I've watched Lord of the Rings, I want to rewatch Lord of the Rings <laughs> in a different movie, I want goblets, I want orcs, I want, uh, you know, bandits, I want some classic high I fantasy. I feel like I know where this is maybe going. Well, <laughs> that's the thing, is I got into uh, the anime, and now I can't remember the name of it. It's, Record of Lord of the There it is, <laughs> Record yeah. of Lord of the War, and it is it fits the bill perfectly. As a guy that, you know, I've enjoyed the odd anime series here and there, but I wouldn't say I gravitate towards it. Man, this is a good series. Like, it's just very classic. That's 
it's a great best. I think it's its strongest trait is it's so classic fantasy. It's familiar. Episode one, you're like, okay, cool. You know, there's mm-hmm. its own unique little twist, but I don't, I know what's going on here. I get the, the setting, and it's, I just, that's what I was looking for, and it's perfect. Highly recommend it. Okay. Yeah, I, I'll have to give it a shot. I started watching a bit of it on Crunchyroll at one point. Um, I need to go back and keep watching it. I've been meaning to. It is just like it's not especially deep, but it's definitely like a, a very nice. Just you can put it on, just exactly. chill, and enjoy that that classic fantasy vibe. And I mean, I still remember when I first found it. And I put it on the first episode. I really wasn't expecting much, but when the opening playthrough, I'm like, oh, this opening track is really good. Exactly. Like this and like this whole thing, like. The I think there's like the one shot in particular of like there's all these dragons flying by and there's like this one yep. really massive fucking like red dragon. Oh, that and comes it's by. insane! Like the scale of it, you see like oh, one yeah. or two <laughs> scales on his stomach, and it, you're like, wow. It, it reminds me of a shot in the Dragon Ball Z opening actually, where there's like uh, like Gohan's running along like a series of cliffs, oh, and yeah. see, like shit, oh, wow. massive like flying alongside him in the background kind of thing. It, it gave me similar vibes to that, but like, oh. Uh, so much of that whole opening just it actually it reminded me a bit of uh like one of my first ex- like really vivid experience when i was younger of like a like a japanese like rpg kind of thing oh, wow. and really it wasn't even um like a, a proper like jrpg because it was um final fantasy the crystal chronicles actually on the gamecube but it had an opening that had kind of a similar vibe to that and that always like was like a song that i fucking just loved as a kid because it just i don't know there's something I just really dug about it, and I, I still kind of do to this day. Because, um, yeah, like, similar to you, I really like that classic fantasy, just that really, like... Familiar is what it is for me. Oh, I love, God. like, just sort of knowing what's in store, and then there's always a unique mm-hmm. twist on it, but you generally feel like you know what to expect. Love it. It's a perfect combo for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been getting into How I Met Your Mother lately, honestly. Nice, man. I First time I've seen it. Haven't given it a real chance. Honestly, like, I've been uh, trying desperately to try and find something to watch. I... And I quite enjoy it. Really I, nice, I nice. know, I've heard that the ending is, like, god-awful, and I'm not looking forward to it. But, like, I, I've i never really been emotionally, like, connected to a show before. But, like, I don't know what happened. First time I saw... Uh, Ted and Robin, oh no, Ted and like that other girl, Victoria, like get together. I felt something there. Really? It's like, wow. That's awesome. That's very hell? cool. I find that's rare, especially in like common TV. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Like, How I Met Your Mother was pretty, pretty standard television, right? Mm-hmm. I don't really have television, so I don't know. But it, yeah, they, that's on all the time, on all the networks. Like, it's just for a big audience. It's very cool that it has that realness to it. It's just a, like a Easy, uh, cla- no, genuine sitcom. I love it. Nice, nice. Yeah, that's fair. I'm, I don't know. Sitcoms are not a thing I could do mm-hmm. so much now. Like, I don't know. Sitcoms for me have never been something I've been like that into. But I, I don't know. My taste in media can also be edged a little bit more kind of the weird and, and out there in some, <laughs> some cases, anyways. Which <laughs> I, I like. I, me. I like I that understand. both of you. I can ruin. I can reinforce that. The things you've shown me. Both of you just can't. All right. (laughs) Yeah, really valid. You know, yeah, no, it's definitely true. But, um, so yeah, I'm probably not the the best judge of of that sort of thing, I guess. But, man, I guess really the main thing I've been watching recently that I've actually been enjoying to a a fair degree is um, my boyfriend. Uh, He got me watching... um, American Horror Story. Uh, okay, I have heard. I've heard good things, things about that exactly. show. Exactly, it's not too bad. So okay, I have issue with some of the writing in this first season. At least it's a little bit overly like melodramatic, especially because there's like a teenage girl who's like a part of like the, the main family of the of the group. Because the whole thing is they basically like the whole because every season is basically different. Where like some of the actors from previous seasons will come back and will play like different roles the later seasons and there's things that like connect them together and kind of like the because i think they all happen within the same universe but um each season is essentially like a different setting and different group of characters and like a different cool. story basically but the first season is called murder house it's called that because basically it features this family that moves into the like where the family itself already has like issues going on with like the husband like you know having infidelities with his wife who's like another main character and 
um, they like have like a teenage daughter and they basically move into this house um, that like had a bunch of like murders and stuff happening and they start to uncover things that are going on there's like weird supernatural shit happening and you know it just builds up through the season it's getting better as it goes on but especially earlier on especially around like the teenage daughter character there is some like really like melodramatic shit that is just like <laughs> I wasn't sure after the first episode how much I wanted to keep going I'm glad I've stuck with it though because there have been some really neat things that have been happening with it since then but it's I I think for me at this point I want to get done with this first season finish the finish figuring out the rest of the mystery and then I want to see where it goes from there because I, my boyfriend has said he liked the, the second season a lot more uh, which is Asylum which I guess feels more like an Asylum sort of setting and like, Interesting. Like you're more connected to this, the, you know, the overarching world, really, than this set of characters in this individual place. Yes and no. Like, I, I'm just, I'm more interested, I guess, in seeing where, like, what comes in the next thing. And okay, seeing, like, cool. how yeah. they How they can use film. that base. That's cool. But from what I've heard, too, I guess the, the more recent seasons have not been as good, so I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to see. I'm enjoying it so far, though. I would, I would give it a, you know... Definitely recommend it, especially if you're looking for some kind of spooky to check out for the Halloween Howie's times. Thank you, so spooky. I have to cover my ears when I watch horror movies. Same, honestly. I'm not the biggest fan of horror The music movies. starts going, or like, or even worse, it goes silent. Plug my ears. I yep. can't do it. I know I there's going to be a spook, and I can't handle it. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of horror movies either. So I guess that's like some degree of difference for me, because like I... I don't know, I came up, like, watching stuff on YouTube and, and like, shit online that was, like, you know, David Firth and stuff like that. Um, do either of you guys know who David Firth is? No, no. Okay. <laughs> I, I said that name, and I didn't get... I got I got looks that were very, like... Oh, yeah? Yeah, I don't know who that is. <laughs> um, I'm gonna guess you guys have both heard of Salad Fingers. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah, I know of Salad Fingers, yeah. Yeah, he's the guy who created Salad Fingers. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, he's done a lot of other weird spooky shit online. Um, and, and, and just shit, like, people like him and other, other creators of that kind of vein just watching weird spooky stuff. So, I don't know. I, like you guys have kind of mentioned, I like the weirder, kind of more out there content. One of my friends always wants to watch... Um... Mike Tyson's Mysteries. Really? <laughs> it's more of like a comedy, but like horror thing than like true s- spookiness. It's, I wouldn't you know, even really say it's spooky. No, Mike Tyson's yeah, not Mysteries really. is just a fucking meme. It's yeah, it really is. It's a meme. He it's, always wants to watch it. Though. It's really good though. Do you have you ever heard of that, Dougie? I've never heard of this. So it's basically think a big... of a Scooby Doo, but like. Mike Tyson is like but the leader, and Tyson. like there's murder, like it's straight like, up Mike Tyson, like he really? yeah, and like it's just like adult gory Scooby Doo essentially. Oh, it's, okay. it, it's basically meant to be a parody of like back in the eighties, you had like shows like um, I'm pretty sure like Mr. T and like Chuck Norris had like cartoon shows that were like made about them, right? And it was basically just like oh yeah, it's like they have a cartoon show, and it was very like 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 you said like Scooby Doo esque and like its sort of style. So it's basically a parody on that, but it's like you have Mike Tyson, his like adopted like Asian daughter, um, the ghost of some like old like like flamboyantly gay like fucking um, like Marquis, I guess they they call him Marcus anyways, and uh, then there and there's Pigeon who's just this like. <laughs> he, pigeon. He, he's well because whole thing was Mike Tyson raised pigeons. That was like a really? famous aspect of like of like real world Mike Tyson, but. Uh, this pigeon in particular is like he talks and he was like a dude who was like transformed into a pigeon by like his wife or something like that because he was like an asshole. He's just always like drunk and belligerent and making like really rude sexual comments all the oh fucking time. God. And like it's like it's a show where there's like they're just saying like the most like fucked shit sometimes. Like, I know there is one episode in particular, the one that I remember most well right now is one where Basically, Mike Tyson's, like, upset and frustrated because Snoop Dogg, like, at, like Snoop Dogg actually came on and voiced the character for this episode. Why wouldn't he? You're Snoop Dogg. He, he, don't, he doesn't stuff. care. He doesn't give a fuck. But he, he basically, the whole storyline for the episode is that Snoop Dogg basically made his own mystery team. And, like, he's, ba- Mike Tyson's he, like, he's basically, the show. <laughs> Mike Tyson's just, like, jealous and upset because he has his own, like, a better mystery team. He's like, oh, I guess we're not needed anymore. <laughs> And he's like trying to figure out what to do now. 
really? it, it's life. such a weird like and that's the thing like i a part of me like i don't know like i have to imagine mike tyson's pretty in on the joke but like <laughs> they hear, well because here's the thing he is the butt of of like most really? of the jokes in the show <laughs> That's very, yeah, very so, so many of the jokes are just like, yeah, Mike Tyson's a fucking idiot. <laughs> it's just Mike Tyson's mysteries. Yep. I'm very intrigued. I think I'm going to watch this. It's, okay. If you want like a like a meme, like a laugh, just watch. Yeah, watch that. Really? It's yeah, fucking out there. It's very Adult Swim-esque. I don't remember if it aired on Adult Swim or not, but it's... Interesting. Fuck. Like, like I'm pretty sure every episode ends with like a live action clip of Mike Tyson like wearing like the getup that he wears in the show. Every all the him and his daughter at least are always wearing these like jumpsuits that have like a little like question mark icon. <laughs> yeah, on no, them. you're yeah. kidding. Yeah, and they, every episode ends with oh. him there live action wearing that same jumpsuit. It just makes he's usually talking random bullshit at the end. That's like oh, maybe related, but like it's it's fucking weird. But so many of the jokes are literally it's just like like he'll be there talking and he'll say some fucking shit and all your characters are just like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, are you fucking stupid? And it's it's literally just wow, yeah, Mike Tyson's fucking stupid. Wow, that's that's the joke half the time. And it's, like, I have to imagine he's in on the joke, but, like, at some point I almost wonder, like, does he realize <laughs> how bad it really is? But, like... Oh. No, he must know. Um, what a show. It is a great show. I do recommend it. <laughs> what the fuck else is there? I don't even know. Right oh, now. I know of one. Oh, my God, I hate this show so much. called Mr. Pickles. Oh, fuck me. Okay, so Mr. Pickles, I have, like... I have a love-hate relationship with that show because mm. I this is probably the art style and the style of show that's trying to be I enjoy that to an extent but I also really hate like how just overly and like immaturely vulgar it is yeah. and just really relies on especially like gross out type humor which I'm not a huge fan of especially because there's not really a lot of other substance to it it's I mean, I'm sure you probably haven't heard of Mr. Pickles. Oh, you know, I have not. It, so, it's uh, what the game. Yeah. No, what the show is. It's um, the game. <laughs> what the show is. Um, it's what uh, Satan is in the form of a dog, and he belongs to this family. No one in the family knows except for the grandfather. Really. Uh, but like, obviously, they think he's just an old senile man, so think, no one believes him. Think like Lassie, but if Lassie was literally the devil. Yeah. Um. Uh, so yeah, it's just about how uh, it's focused on the kid of the family and the dog. So like sometimes the kid will go on these adventures, but like it, it's Satan, and it's just like like uh, Bigby said earlier, just very childish, vulgar humor. Like I think yeah, it's kind of like sometimes I'll go on, try to solve mysteries, but just the most absurd shit happens. And, like, I don't mind the absurdity and how, like, irreverent and surreal almost it can be. Like, like that's the kind of, sh- like, a, like yeah, like, shit like Super Channel and yeah. shit like that that I've shown you guys. Like, that <laughs> Actually, like, Super Channel was pretty channel. good. I did like Super See, Channel. See, that's the thing. I wanted something like Super Channel with that, with, like, the animation art style that it has. I'll, I'll show you at some point just to give you an idea, like, visually. And, like, I think you'll understand why I was kind of interested in it. But I wanted something more, like, even if it just focused more on, like, the violence aspect, I could have enjoyed it more. But so many of the jokes are literally, it's just like, oh, this is just trying to be, like, nasty and gross and just make you feel gross. And, like, I don't know. I couldn't get into it as much. But, like, I could enjoy, like, the through line they were going for. Because, yeah, like, literally, I laughed at aspects of the show because literally, like, his doghouse leads down to this pit where he has, like, like gimps and shit like it's that. Literally hell oh, and it's like dog Yeah, it's like this pit to hell, basically. Like it's it's literally not like a I'm pretty sure like ads they've had on Adult Swim, yeah. It literally has um it'll flash with like like pentagrams and like six 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 and shit like that. Yeah. Just because it's like it's really yeah, portal to hell. Like it's wow. But it's the dog house, so no one's gonna look in there. Wow. But the dog. It's, I don't know, it's a little too much at points. Yeah. Uh, too much in the wrong ways, I guess. I, yeah. I find shows that go all in on the shock factor, whether it be for any reason. Like, I know you said, uh, maybe you were a little more open to, like, 
if they had sort of picked a way to do it, like maybe they were like, we're going to be violence over the top, but that's the thing of it, right? Yeah. For me, I find any, you know, if there's a shock factor, it really kills it for me. Uh, Super Jail, I think, was actually an interesting exception because it really, it definitely goes heavy for the violence. But it was, there was something about it that was just, well, like, very creative and it see, overwhelmed me. See, I think for me, though, with Super Jail and what I think kind of puts that on the scene, because I don't think the violence is meant to be shocking mm-hmm. there. And I, I, I think maybe they say, like, shock value, even then the violence isn't so much quite what I meant. Although I, I'll say, like, some, I can be somebody who can enjoy something like that a little bit more, too. But I think for me, like, with Super Jail, like, because all things you always would have every episode, like, mm-hmm. build up to and eventually end with this very surreal, just over-the-top, like, people, like, killing each other or monsters or something getting involved in killing things. And it's How just meant you go to Super Jail? Exactly. Well, exactly. <laughs> but it, it's it's that whole thing of, like, oh, like, they they kill this dude, but then it results in this weird thing happening, and then suddenly there's this monster that's spawned out that's killing everybody else. and It's just this, like, weird flow of events where one thing builds on top of another thing, and it just becomes this whole cascading sort of series of things going on, and it's just so, like, out there and over the top that it's, just, it's, a, it's a wild ride more than it is. <laughs> yeah, like, it's a pyramid of, a like, big shocking. It's just yeah. insane how this could even... Exactly people think of this stuff honestly i gotta tell you though after googling the image of mr pickles and he's like a cute dog i know i'm gonna check it out i know i'm gonna not like it but i know i gotta, gotta check, check it out because that's, that's a cute looking dog i'd recommend giving it a look but yeah i mean like there's gonna be some shit where you're gonna be like what the fuck yeah like, and then that's that's what they're going for but at the same time wow. i'm just like eh. yeah definitely that's the way they do it definitely for me doesn't do it still gonna check it out <laughs> <laughs> Um, did you actually end up watching any of the Dragon's Dogma anime on Netflix? I have not watched Because I know you were, you were particularly big on the Dragon's Dogma game. That's one I've been meaning to play more of. And I, I kind of switched specifically for the purpose of, I got to play more of this. And I still haven't really, um, I need to get more into it. But I had heard some, like, not great things. So I'm curious to see if you had checked it out had some thoughts on it but. no actually i have uh, i've not dragged you know what else is crazy i haven't dragon's dogma played that i haven't witchered played that i haven't really uh, i haven't yeah, seen like, witcher either really? i got a lot of people that love it like I've my, heard i was hanging out with my other friend the other day said he just he, he liked it inspired him to read the books i haven't done it i just can't do either. something about it it doesn't Boyfriend i haven't jumped I, on it uh, watched it last year well or i guess more at the beginning of this year when it came out um, no, we fucking we really enjoyed it. Oh, really? Well, it definitely, I can see why some of the reviews were a bit mixed at points, but I personally really dug it. Um, I definitely would recommend it very, fairly strongly, honestly, especially if you like the games. Oh, wow, excellent. Yeah, I really did enjoy the Witcher games. Uh, I was going to say, you know what I'm really pumped for is the new season of The Mandalorian. Oh, really? Oh, I, I, I loved the first season. Oh, man. I, I'm so excited for it. And there's not a lot on Disney Plus I've been interested in checking out. I have been meaning to kind of take a look at The Mandalorian because, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm personally like I. I was somebody who was very into like the MCU and shit. Mm-hmm. But I found after Endgame, I really stopped giving a shit about the MCU. Fair enough. Uh. I well, it was one of those things. Is like after the MC, after Endgame came out, my boyfriend and I watched um, Spider-Man: Far From Home, which I was actually kind of excited for because I really enjoyed Homecoming. Um, I like Spider-Man in general. He's not really a big superhero fan, so he doesn't really give a fuck about the MCU in general anyways. But he, he likes Spider-Man well enough. He's like, yeah, I'll watch this with you. And I found watching it, I was like, there's some stuff in this I like. But a lot of it, I really didn't give a lot of a shit about. And I found it kind of... It was weird to a point, because I was very invested in the MCU to, for, for a certain length of it. But, um, and I mean, like some people were like, they took it super seriously, or they were like... Oh, these are amazing movies. I never thought it was like the best thing ever, mm. but I I enjoyed it for what it was. Where I just was like, for me, going to see every movie was like, oh, I'm picking up like a new like graphic novel, like trade paperback kind of thing, and I'm like, I'm just I'm just going and having a fun time with these superhero okay. things and just having like a, a fun go of it. And I'm not taking it too seriously, other than just I'm invested in it, but like I know it's like kind of trashy, like it's you know, or maybe trashy is not the right word, but like I, I'm not, I'm not treating this like it's high art. I guess. 
but yeah, like between that and like, which is like how hard Disney's just been pushing that and like the Star Wars stuff. Like, like I I saw uh, Episode Seven when it came out. Fucking loved it. I thought nice. it was a really, really great time. Really, really okay. great. It, I, I, like, after leaving that, like, and, like, a lot of people when that came out, like, it, it was, like, people were like, oh, shit, like, Star Wars is kind of back. Like, this is really cool. But then Episode Eight came out. I didn't hate it. A lot of people really didn't I like did The Last like Jedi. Episode. I didn't hate it. I enjoyed it when I saw it. I think after the fact, I don't really have much of a care or shit to give, but to go back and rewatch it. And I liked, I'll say, I liked Rogue One. I thought Rogue One was actually a pretty cool time. I enjoyed that one, and that's one I actually feel like I could go back and rewatch. Actually, I watched Solo not a terribly long time ago as well, the Han Solo movie. I actually pretty well enjoyed that. I I was actually pleasantly surprised because a lot of people were like, oh, this isn't that good, whatever, and kind of shit on it. But I actually thought it was pretty decent for what it was. But I think I went in with the expectation of like, oh, this is, I, I kind of knew what it was going to be going into it to an extent. Mm-hmm. And I was into the idea of what it was, which is basically just, you know, a side movie type thing. Yeah, just like something a, else in a the fun, same universe. A fun side exactly. story in that kind of like underground of of the Star Wars universe kind of thing. And and you know what? It scratched that itch pretty well. There were some weird pacing things here and there, and but you know what? I actually found like the core like whole thing of like Han and Chewie and their developing relationship and stuff was actually pretty cool and. Actually, um, a, there's a sequence in the movie where they go to, like, this, like, mining facility and they, they, they do this whole heist thing there to basically, like, I forget exactly now what the fuck they were doing. But watching that sequence actually made me think of, like, a tabletop RPG where, like, all wow. of the characters were, like, part of this. Because, like, you had, like, uh, this, because, like, one character they had was, like, a robot, like, sidekick, almost like kind of like a chewy type character for Lando Calrissian, who was being played, of course, by Donald Glover in this movie. Um, who did a really great job with that, honestly, I think. Um, but the robot character was fucking great because it was, like, all about fucking, like, robot, uh, segre- like, uh, like not segregation, but, like, robot freedom and, like, like ending, like, robot segregation and, like, robot <laughs> rights and shit like that, Maka. which was great. But, like, while they're in this whole fucking, like, scenario as everything's going on, like, Chewie's breaking off to go help free these other Wookiees because he's, like, Oh shit! There's other Wookies that are captive. I gotta go help them. And if in like the the other character, like the robot, it's like, oh, these robots are here. I'm gonna bust them free and shit like that. And then that starts like a cascading series of issues and stuff. Cool. And it felt like characters in a tabletop RPG who are like, oh, I gotta do this thing, even though it's probably gonna cause problems because I need to play to my character motivations. And then a GM in the background is being like, all right. Everything's just gonna you get know fucked. That's causing problems. Everything's <laughs> gonna get fucked now because of it, and it it it, it had that feeling there for me, and I I enjoyed that. But it, it it definitely wasn't a perfect movie. But yeah, like the Mandalorian is something where that is to get to finally get around to whatever my fucking point was with this. The Mandalorian has felt like an exception where like I am actually interested in checking that out, even though it's from like Disney and from like a franchise of like things that Disney's really pushing hard that I'm like generally have no interest in episode nine. Like like I had no real interest in checking out and seeing. Oh yeah, you didn't saw episode nine? No. Oh you gotta see it. <laughs> I had yeah. this I had the same like uh view about it, but like I just said screw it, let's watch it. I love it. Really? I wow. love it. That's My actually a little surprising, God. especially since you weren't so hot on episode eight. I found like oh, I hate most me. people did not fucking care for episode nine either. Oh really? I, oh, I my God. the Man. the uh, fighting, the choreography, the overall story, how everything just fell into place. Nice. I loved it. It was it was just amazing. Well, that's fair. Um, I certainly want to. Yeah, especially with have me not having seen it, I definitely can't say much against that, but. No, I mean, that's that's fair to each their own. Um, but yeah, I mean, The Mandalorian seems interesting. Um, but yeah, it's just not something I've sat down and really tried to watch. But I, I have access to Disney+, Plus, so maybe I should give it a try at some point. So. Well, um, uh, surfing back, sorry, to episode 9, uh, what, I quite, what I really loved about it is it answered questions and everything that I had since episode 7. Because episode cool. 7, like, things happen, you don't know why. It's like... Okay, episode eight, a lot of shit happened. No one knows why. I feel like that's really why people it gave didn't... you some closure. Like, yeah, even regardless of you know 
aspects of the movie, it gave you closure to a bunch of those open plot yeah. threads, so it feels complete, like, just naturally. Exactly. That's cool. It just, yeah, it felt like, yeah, it gave me the closure, answered questions, like, okay, makes sense again. The, uh, the Star Wars, the sci-fi, I've seen the original six Star Wars movies years ago, um, and I thought they were pretty good. In air quotes, it's exactly how well I would rate them. Pretty good, and any sci-fi thing for me, sci-fi has spaceships. It doesn't have to, I guess, but for mm. me, there's a spaceship in a sci-fi movie, and um, all of them, they're always pretty good for me. Like all the mm. new Star Wars movies, unfortunately, I'm pretty quiet on. Haven't seen them. Uh, mm. Not that I, you know, am against them. I just I'd rather go see a different movie most of the time, unfortunately. So I. It's. I feel like I'm missing out because a lot of you know everyone really here is they love they grew up watching the Star Wars movies. It was such a big. All of my best friends growing up were top. Any one of them you ask favorite movie Star Wars. Mm. And for me, I never like I watched Dune when I was young and I liked that, but never had the Star Wars. Like I didn't watch Star Wars till college. Oh really? Yeah, hundred percent. It was college and before I had ever watched them. So it's. It's just a whole genre, really, that I think because I didn't see Star Wars, I wasn't really exposed to. I didn't really know that I could like. And, uh, but yeah, it's pretty quiet on the Star Wars, unfortunately, mm-hmm. for me. It does Locker. It does sound interesting, though. Like, one through six, I remember, you know, I have nothing bad to say about them. I always find it interesting when some people hate a movie and some people love a movie. Like, it's, mm-hmm. I love movies that some people hate and vice versa. Like, yeah. it's, it's interesting that... You know, if you say you love it, Big B doesn't love it. Maybe I would love yeah, it. Like, so it's hard something to say. you like about it. Yeah. I am excited at some point in terms of movies and to take it in a much more... It's keep it in the sci-fi kind of area, I, I guess, but take it in a much more anime direction. I'm very excited. At some point here soon, I need to show you Akira. Because oh, I am that's literally been on the back burner for a year for me. I, <laughs> I cannot believe... I, I've Actually, I don't think... Maybe. I don't know what Akira is. Wow, I cannot believe that neither of you have seen Akira. Akira that poster right there. Haven't yeah. seen it. There's a poster right there, though. I have that. No idea. Uh, right above my computer, I have, just for the listeners here, I have three posters, and they're all in these like nice laminate, like uh, like hardcover things that keep them nice and clean. And it really presents like the degrees of my interests. One of them is an American poster for Akira. It has Tetsuo, no, not Tetsuo, Kaneda, sorry. Um, there, but it's just him with the big fucking gun. It's not him with the, the, the famous shot of him with the fucking bike and shit like that. Um, but it's it's just, it's it's a cool poster. And then the other two posters I have, on the other opposite end of that is uh, an American poster for uh, Hellboy 2, The Golden Army. Because uh, I love the Guillermo del Toro Hellboy movies. And then in the middle of those two... It's a Japanese Godzilla poster, specifically for Godzilla versus Destoria, uh, which I, man, that's a whole rabbit hole I could delve into. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big fucking fan of Godzilla. Um, it just got, I will say, interesting note, as one of the few movies uh, of the Japanese Godzilla movies where it ended in Godzilla dying. Hmm. Fun note on that one. Huh. And I guess spoilers, maybe I should have led with that. But, I mean, it's a pretty old movie. That's from like Interesting. Jay. So, uh, early 2000s? I don't remember now. Fuck me. I'm, here I am. I'm a huge Godzilla 20, 20 fan. 20 plus year old spoilers, though. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, it's dead, man, for sure. Um, but yeah. Well, I think on that note, <laughs> this has been a... This has been a pretty good episode. This has been a great episode. Thank you for having me on, guys. It's oh, a no pleasure. problem. Absolutely. Thanks Anytime, for coming man. on. Um, I'm here anytime. You ring, you <laughs> ring me. I'm there. <laughs> oh man, man, I've been drinking. <laughs> I've been having a few drinks. It's they're, Friday on the balcony. They're man. creeping oh, back man. up. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, that's it. Uh, thanks for listening, <laughs> folks. We appreciate having you on with us as always. I'm I'm Bias. This has been Big B. Uh, like to give a thanks actually as well before we forget to uh, to Zoo for the use of our intro and outro music as mm-hmm. always. Tyler uh, guy. Yeah, definitely look up Blackbird Bell on Bandcamp, on Twitter, uh, anywhere really. Spotify. 
Check show him out. Some love. Absolutely, absolutely. He's such a great dude. Such a appreciation for the show. Um, check out No More Heroes. <laughs> You're going to love it. Show, show Suda some love. And uh, we'll see you folks next week on the balcony.